Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. This is the next of our Strategic Insights series of podcasts, where Caroline draws on her experience to share insights gained over a fallen rich international career. Last time she spoke about a useful coaching tool, Rivas, R-I-V-A-S, and today she's going to focus in on the V for visualisation. Thanks as always, Darren. I'm going to expand a little on visualisation in this session, as it's something very worthy of being taken seriously, but also something people can struggle with at first. This is intriguing, given that thousands of years ago, the Vedas, which are among the oldest sacred texts originating in India, stated, What you see, you become. So the theory is not new. Let me start by giving a couple of examples of real-life stories where visualisation has helped people or changed their lives in a positive way, somehow shaping their path to realise something that they were wishing for. Dr Sam Collins set up Aspire some years back, an organisation which seeks to support women in their development by providing training and coaching. I attended one of her trainings and she told us about a time in her life when she was still single and on a training course herself and was asked to make a collage or storyboard of her future. You know, when they get you to cut out bits from magazines and paste them on a board together, right? In Sam's collage, there was an image of a man holding a baby. The man had short hair and a beard, slightly greying. She showed it to us. Then she related her story, that later that year she was at a conference, walked down a hallway and bumped into a man. Conversation started and she ended up marrying him and, of course, having a child. She showed us a photo. The similarity between the two photos was amazing. An example from personal fitness and weight loss trainer and entrepreneur Ashanti Johnson can be heard via her TEDx talk, where she talks about visioning with energy, intent and clarity. We also can read about the US women's soccer team who beat Japan with star player Carly Lloyd having visualised scoring four goals before the game and then getting three in the net. Or Jim Carrey, the actor, writing himself a cheque for $10 million for acting services rendered in the early 1990s when a struggling actor. Dated 1994. And yes, in 1994, Carrey learned he would earn exactly $10 million for his role in Dumb and Dumber. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Oprah Winfrey and Will Smith are other famous advocates of visualisation. Will Smith likes, in fact, to quote Confucius. He who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. What's behind this mystifying phenomenon is that visualisation activates the creative subconscious and in doing so starts generating creative ideas to achieve your goal. It programmes the brain to recognise the resources you will need. It activates the law of attraction which draws in the people you'll need to realise your dreams and it builds internal motivation to take the necessary actions according to Jack Canfield, whose website gives lots of tips on how to successfully practice visualisation. Studies from Oxford and Cambridge universities also suggest that when our mind's eye can picture what a bright future looks like, it can orient itself in the direction of what we envision. It feels more attainable, and for example, if we visualise making a shot in basketball, then the likelihood of making that shot goes up. If added to that, we visualise waking up at 5am to practice, working on our form, and visualise the feel of the ball in our right hand before it leaves for the basket, then the likelihood of making the shot rises even more. In fact, I tested it last night when we went bowling as a team at the ACT. I visualised through my bowl and had a strike. So it does work. 
An example a little closer to home, perhaps, of how this can work is, say, when you have a fear of public speaking and you vividly visualise yourself from a third-person view, as if in the audience, speaking competently and confidently. By doing this, anxiety is shown to drop dramatically, resulting in a more effective delivery. Visualisation also ties in with how we develop ourselves in our careers whilst remaining authentic. One of the things with change, which of course must be part of our development, is that we can find it hard to be different from what we were before. I spoke in an earlier talk about Herminia Abara's research into effective leadership, and she raises this issue. We want to develop into a great leader, say, and we're not one yet, but we're authentic. So, if we're going to start acting differently, are we being fake, and therefore lacking somehow in integrity? What Ibarra explains is that our true, authentic self is not necessarily the same at any one time. Though I would personally give the proviso that our values and purpose often remain the same, so we remain authentic in those terms. But she says that there's a future authentic self which we're going to grow into. So why would we be dismissive of that future person and just cling on to the past and stay the same? This is where I think visualisation can be a link If we're visualising that future self whilst in our present self, then there's a flow through from one to the other, a connection. For me, that resolves the authenticity challenge many people present themselves with, as well as helping us to become the person we are perhaps destined to be, our best self. And connecting back to positivity, another strong theme through my talks, and the impact of smiling and happiness on our overall health, What can be wrong with spending a little time each day dreaming of what might be and thinking happy thoughts? As long as we start to believe in it and act on it, which we're far more likely to do when in a positive state of mind. As I mentioned in the last podcast, you can practice visualisation as part of a REVAS plan, but also for anything you want, even just for enjoyment. What have you got to lose? Thanks once again, Caroline. Next week, we change direction slightly and you're going to talk about giving and receiving feedback, which is critically important in terms of personal development. Till then, goodbye from us, and thank you for listening.